I'm Kathy Bird, and this is Fresh Art International at Untitled Radio inside the Untitled Art Fair on Miami Beach in 2016. I have two fabulous guests today, Brooke Davis-Anderson and Trevor Schoenmacher. And I'll introduce the three of us before we get started so you know who's going to be talking. I've produced podcasts for the last five years on Fresh Art International. I am a curator with 20 years of experience in the field as an art writer, educator, and curator. And this new mode of conversations with culture makers across the world is really important for me, and I'm really happy to share it with people that I consider are making great strides in the field, especially in the world today and how important it is to be having these conversations. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, Brooke is the executive director of Prospect New Orleans. Brooke has curated countless exhibitions and made a major impact in the field uh, in a number of institutions across the U.S. Trevor is the artistic director of the U.S. Triennial Prospect New Orleans, also known as P4, and he's the curator, the chief curator of contemporary art at the Nasher Museum at Duke University. Yes. And I welcome you. We're so happy to be here. Thanks, Thanks Kathy. for having us. Yeah. Let's start because today's conversation is about Prospect New Orleans. It's a critically important curatorial platform that has significant origins. So let's talk about the origins, like why was Prospect New Orleans born? Prospect New Orleans is uh, really a project of post-Katrina in New Orleans. When Katrina took place in 2005, um, the art community, like many different communities in the city, fled. As they slowly but surely came back into the city, they were wondering where everybody else was, one, and they were also wondering how arts and culture could play a role in revitalizing the city after such a catastrophe. And it was an idea born of many private citizens, uh, a gallerist, a curator, um, enthusiasts for contemporary art that thought, you know what, this city with its extraordinary architecture, its unforgettable food, its um, singular landscape, its history with Mardi Gras, its, um, as Trevor likes to talk about, its um, confluence of all so many cultures through the history of its time, is a perfect site for contemporary artists to visit and talk about the now and um, discuss the now. So the idea of the triennial was really born to bring, um, boost the economy in the city. Uh, The first one took place three years after Katrina in 2008. Mm -hmm. And it was conceived in the tradition of the great biennials internationally, like Venice and Sao Paulo and Istanbul, to bring together international artists and... Uh, to respond in some ways. The first one, I remember, responded specifically to the site, the cultural landscape of New Orleans. And I think the prospect has evolved. Maybe let's talk a little bit about how it's evolved. Uh, Trevor is the is going to be, or is the artistic director of Prospect 4, but each iteration has grown more of a relationship with the city. And I think 
that's important to talk about. Right. As much as it sees itself in a conversation with Venice and Sao Paulo and the other international triennials and biennials everywhere, we also identify with the local. And we have, from the beginning, the Prospect One included about um, eight local artists, artists active in New Orleans or from New Orleans and Louisiana. The same with two and three and four. We've always roughly had about um, a dozen or so local artists. So as much as we view this as an international platform, we see the interaction between the international and local being vital to our narrative and vital to our, our health. Um, so Trevor is going to be including some local artists as well in Prospect 4. And I think this leads me to want to hear more about last night's conversation at one of the conversations at Art Basel Miami Beach about new biennials. Sure. What, what came out of that, Trevor? Well, uh, Jens Hoffman led a great conversation with the curators from Site Santa Fe and from the Honolulu Biennial coming up in March, and, um, and myself. And, you know, I think the, the big takeaway was that there's so many biennials and triennials in the world. How do we differentiate ourselves? How do we make them meaningful and impactful, not just for the global art world, but for the local community, the, uh, the people that live in the environment that these things are put on, and, and who is it for? That's sort of the first question. Um, but how do you make it stand out as different? And, and everyone on the panel across the board sort of agreed that to, if you're going to create a new biennial at a time when there's so many around the world, it has to have some sort of focus. And beyond... Um, capturing what's happening across the world in contemporary art. So, you know, in, in, with Prospect, we're really focusing on, you know, we have the great advantage of New Orleans being this incredible city that Brooke just spoke so eloquently about. So um, artists are, have, from as you said, from P1 to P2 to P3, responded to the city or found synergies and relationships and ties between whatever part of the world they may be from, whether it's Tokyo or Cartagena or, or wherever, to New Orleans, there's some synergies and parallels, and um, but also doing you know Prospect is a is a triennial that is integrated into the fabric of the city itself. So there's no home base. So the last iteration had 18 venues. We're shooting for around 20 or so, and um, and they range from established museums to site-specific things, processionals, whatever it might be. But really integrating into the city itself. And one of the benefits we have, um, and it can also be a challenge and a point of stress, is that we don't have any bricks and mortar. You know, there isn't any site that we are that we own that we are that is our home base. We've certainly come to venues throughout our history with our three past and prior triennials, but we are always starting from scratch as to where this exhibition is going to take place. And I've I've visited. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I come to everyone, and everyone is a different experience of the city, and I think that's really critically important, too. And this one, in, I, I know in particular, is going to be connected with the celebration of New Orleans Tricentennial. That's right. Yeah, the city is celebrating its 300th birthday in 2018. It was one of our decisions that led us to change our dates slightly, and extend into the end of February. There was another reason, too, and the broad feedback that we got from our devoted public, they everybody, hands down, wanted more time. So we're also making this a longer presentation than we have historically. I think that's 
going to be an amazing opportunity. And many of the curators I speak with that are artistic directors of biennials, their main goal is to bring something to the local community. And the longer you leave something in the space, the longer the opportunities for them to understand how important that the biennial thinks they are. Yeah. That's right. You know? yeah. And it's, you know, it's one thing to bring our community, the, the community that's here in Miami, uh, this international art world that travels around to all of these important events and activities, and we certainly see ourselves in that calendar. Um, and the impulse to come to New Orleans by the art world is very strong, and we've had the support, I think, from the beginning, from Prospect One. But the other community that's equally as um, important to us and fundamental to our future success is New Orleanians. And building the support of the local is something that um, our team has been spending a lot of time working on in the last two years. Yeah. And, and I think to your earlier point about how um, you know, Prospect has always engaged with the community, and to Brooke's point, uh, you know, every city is a living, breathing organism that's always changing and and New Orleans has been in a more rapid state of change post Katrina so uh, what you know, you know Prospect 1 responded to how New Orleans was in 2008 and Prospect 3 responded to how New Orleans was in 2014 it's going to be very different in 2017 because the city's different the community's different their engagement with contemporary arts different the demographics change the buildings you know everything changes so that it keeps things dynamic um, and that was something we talked a little bit about last night as well. And with the, the tricentennial gives us a great foothold to, or anchor to really think about where New Orleans is, why it's there, um, you know, at the mouth of the Mississippi, on the Gulf of Mexico, and these historical connections. So it's, it's enabled me to focus even a little bit more tightly on North America, Central America, South America, Caribbean, Africa, Europe, that are more historical connections. Of course, there are artists from other parts of the world that will be included, but we've, we've uh, honed in just a little bit. That reminds me of what we were discussing this morning. You were mentioning Franklin's, Franklin Sermons, uh, the artistic director of Prospect 3, his legacy, his point of view about New Orleans and what the, the large black community, the... Caribbean influence. He brought all that in. To me, that was a new uh, energy that was given to Prospect. And I'm looking forward to you talking a little bit more about the theme I heard for (laughs) this next Prospect New Orleans. Lotus in spite of the swamp. Lotus in spite of the swamp. Yeah, that's, that's the title and the theme and our sort of conceptual umbrella. Um, for for Prospect 4, and, um, you know, it's, it's of course, the swamp is evocative of the actual natural landscape around New Orleans and, and where it's situated and its, its connection to water and the way that water connects us to the rest of the world. Um, but the lotus flower is a, from, come, you know, that metaphor comes from Buddhist and Hindu philosophy of the this beautiful flower growing in this fetid, murky swamp, and and the ability for, um, and the, necess- the necessity for us to be able to, in difficult times, the darkest times, to be able to rise and, and rise out of that and grow something beautiful and powerful and strong and graceful. And I think in this particular moment, 
Um, it, it's maybe even, that's always true, but I think in this, we're really feeling it maybe a little bit more than usual right now. And the last part of that puzzle and sort of the title is Archie Shep, the jazz saxophonist, um, actually used that very language to describe jazz itself. He said jazz was the lotus in spite of the swamp. So with New Orleans being the birthplace of jazz and the importance of performance and music in this city, there will be a lot of engagement with that in our show. And um, it just felt like the right sort of uh, evocative title for us. Yeah, it's a great... We're so excited about Trevor's vision for Prospect 4 because it's, it's spiritual, it's communal, it's uh, performative. You know, it's so rooted in New Orleans with the Archie Shep connection. But I also want to talk about some of the um, feedback we've been getting about the title because it, it shows to me that we have all these great opportunities to enter into a discourse with local with locals. So when we're out there promoting Prospect 4 and we're talking about Trevor's very poetic title, I'm in love with it, The Lotus in Spite of the Swamp, um, a couple of New Orleanians will say, well, Brooke, that's, that's great, and I get it, but wouldn't it be The Lotus because of the swamp? And once we, and I think that that's a valid response to the title, um, because it also shows a real sense of pride and love of the local, of the place, which is something that hopefully we all can feel about our own places and our own environment. Once you start informing your audience that it's actually a quote from Archie Shep to describe one of America's greatest art forms, jazz, then they're like, oh, okay, good, I get it. You know, so they're, they're, it's a wonderful way. It's one of those titles that's very provocative and evocative. Exactly. And it allows us to really talk to our audiences in an exciting way. And I think the just the title itself is going to give a positive energy to the way people are thinking about it before they come. Yeah, because, you know, something you talk about, um, and one of the reasons why I love you as a curator, is you talk about the importance of beauty, too. Sure. And, of course, that lotus is a symbol of beauty, just pure beauty. That's right. And artists bring that to the table. Yeah, I think it's important not to overlook beauty and, and for it not to be a dirty word in the art world, that you can have work that is conceptually rigorous, um, deeply meaningful in terms of its societal impact, and still be beautiful, and, and hit on all those fronts. And I think that's the aim for the, for the triennial in general, so that, I mean, beauty is like your sharpest tool as an artist, really, to the it it pulls people in, it makes them look longer, it gets your message across. If you're too didactic or you're too obtuse, uh, you're only preaching to the choir. Right. So, hope well, I there didn't were a lot of people. Kathy, we just, we just got a good sound bite that we're both going to be using for the next year. Beauty is one of the sharpest tools you have as an artist. I mean, that's such a beautiful, I mean, let's just it be is. there for a minute. <laughs> let's dwell on that. Beauty is one of the sharpest tools you have as an artist. And as a curator, I think. As a curator, as a podcaster, yeah. uh, as anyone who's interested in the cultural engagement with the world that we don't understand right now, we have to make it make sense for us. That's right. And Prospect New Orleans has always done that for me. No matter what theme has been followed, I've found that positive energy, that connection with people as some meditative experience, as joyous experience, and as a thoughtful experience about 
the world today. I don't anticipate there won't be political commentary and some serious thinking about what's next That's for right. art. Right. And the same work can hit on multiple levels. So it can be the first moment can be just, wow, it's aesthetic beauty. And the next can be, it's, it's a very meditative and then it, you know, you peer off another layer of the onion and, it, and you see this deep critique in the work. And it can all be there. Yeah. Well, I know you're not ready to announce the artist. I understand that's going to be in March. <laughs> May. But you May. know what? At May. least it's May. going to be six months before uh, we are going to experience it. I like that. I like that gradual unfolding. It's like a flower. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Very nice. Not a problem. But I'd love to know those artists you've been talking about. What parts of the city are inspiring projects that you've been uh, talking about? I mean, Trevor, um, if I were to point out the ways in which you're going to be producing a prospect different from your prior um, peers, I might say that this is going to be more river-focused and we're going to be experiencing the Mississippi more both the banks of and perhaps even the, the river itself, but I, th I think you're kind of wanting to make sure that the river's not overlooked by our, our audience. That's true. Yeah, because, I, again, like I said earlier, like that's the reason that New Orleans is there. And it's, um, it's relatively easy to come to New Orleans and never see the Mississippi, which is kind of mind-boggling. That's why I loved uh, Tavares Strachan's yes. last year. Yeah. It was just so such a message to the city yes. itself that you are still here, yep. you're here. And, and to an, an earlier point about how cities are always changing, like these, these opportunities are, will change from P4 to P5 because the city's changing. There are, you know, there are new structures or things that have taken down, that things have been built that allow us, give us different access to the water also. So some of it like wasn't even possible before or is more possible or, or less possible. Right. at this time but but I think yeah trying to um, the focus on the water and bring people to it is is one of our strategies and maybe compress the footprint a little bit in general definitely that's definitely one of our goals I don't think it'll be entirely walkable no. um, New Orleans Not isn't possible. necessarily <laughs> a walkable place anyway um, but we are thinking about trying to tighten the um, the footprint so that the venues are a little closer to one another um, I would also say that one of the uh, determining factors and where we end up landing in this, in this triennial experiment, in, and it's a good story, it points to our success as a project in the city, um, but sometimes with success things get harder. So something that's happening with Prospect 4 as we get further and further away from a post-Katrina setting um, and as we have accomplished several triennials in our history, it's getting harder to get venues. So when Prospect One started, there were many vacant opportunities, and it was easy. I, you, I would come to you and I'd say, hey, Kathy, can I use your house, your building, your warehouse? And you'd go, yeah, sure. Now, <laughs> that house, warehouse, building has been developed into condos or to other kind of locations, and it's harder and harder to find locales that we can work within. And part of that is because we've been so successful 
um, boostering the city, as have other elements, of course, too. And I know some of those spaces have now become art spaces themselves exactly. with their own programming, which That's was right. their goal when I spoke with them. Right. I remember the, the bank building yep. that wanted to become a cultural center. I look forward to seeing what has happened there since I've last vis- visited. How many artists, more or less, are you looking at? Approximately 60. And maybe repeat, uh, just reiterate what, uh, where they're coming from. Well, there's, there's definitely um, a local contingent, and there definitely will be artists from New Orleans or <coughs> who are based in New Orleans now. Those are from New Orleans and live elsewhere. Um, obviously, you know, North American artists, and then artists from around the world. But those from around the world still are probably more based in Europe, Latin America, Africa, Caribbean, um, more so than, you know, there will be artists from Japan, for example, but we're not reaching quite as far to create an even distribution. We're really trying to focus in largely because of, to make it stand out, like, why are we in New Orleans in the first place? And of those artists that you're speaking with, what modes of engagement are they considering? Well, the, it's um, video and sure. performance, and I think with Trevor, because of Trevor's curatorial history, I think sound and performance will, will be evo- evoked throughout our venues yeah, and sure. sites, and um, uh, painting and sculpture and all the conventions that we all see in places like Untitled, and you'll have some conceptual works, and um, there might be, uh, yeah, what else? Are any artists going to be working with certain communities? Yeah, that's sure. that, yes. I think for that's sure. what I was interested yeah, oh, in. Oh yes, absolutely. I was kind of thinking about how are they engaging before the opening right. with the communities? Right. What yeah. communities are being so, involved? So, Kathy, that's a great question. Sorry, I wasn't quite with you on it. No, no. Um, we have already had many artists in New Orleans for the last year. Thanks to funding from the Hellas Foundation, we've been bringing artists into the city all year who have been spending anywhere from a week or more. A couple of artists have been there for several months. We've established some residencies with partners like the Joan Mitchell Center and the Studio in the Woods, two great partners in New Orleans, where we've actually had our Prospect 4 artists in residence um, preparing for Prospect 4. So if somebody really wants to know where Trevor's thinking <laughs> and who he's invited, all you'd have to do is kind of really think through who's visiting New Orleans in the last year, and chances are pretty good they might be coming as our guest. Okay, so I'm going to consider that my challenge, <laughs> listeners, and maybe send you a few ideas about what you might be. And if you get it right, then I'll give you a t-shirt and a catalog next year. Oh, okay. How many do I have to get right? Uh, Let's say 10%. How about that? Wow. Six. Okay. I'm going to see what I can do. I like Uh, the challenge. I do too. That will go to your listenership as well. well. Okay. We'll just make it a We'll have an art challenge this morning. Okay. That sounds good. Well, let's talk about when it opens and where the opening events will take place, what's gonna, what, what people will experience during the opening. One of the things that we're wanting to do as an organization, since this is our fourth uh, iteration, is we're wanting to create some traditions, and New Orleanians love traditions. 
So if you enjoyed Prospect 3 um, and its opening weekend, we're going to be employing a lot of the same events at the same venues. So we're going to have our press launch at Ashe Cultural Center. And that was such a beautiful way to begin our event last time where they blessed our event and we'll, with a drumming circle. And we'll be doing that again. We open with our um, press launch on November 9th, 2017. We're going to have a fundraising gala. We have one gala every three years. It is a very key part of our overall budget and our success. And that will be our only ticketed event on Friday night, November 10th. And that's at this cool, only in New Orleans, sort of moss-covered courtyard brick building called the Sugar Mill. And that's in the Arts District. The local arts district, uh, the Arts District of New Orleans, is having a gallery walk on Julia Street to celebrate the opening of Prospect the Friday night the 10th. The St. Claude um, Artist Cooperatives are having their gallery walk in celebration of Prospect 4 on Saturday night the 11th. Um, we are going to have a lot of programming, actually, on the opening weekend. You know, one of the things that's fun about the opening weekend is we bring all of Trevor's artists to New Orleans. So it's a time that we know that all 60 or so artists will be in town. We'll activate them in one way or another programmatically. We also have um, an artistic council who is working in support of Trevor's vision. And they um, uh, will be part of the programming. And they include everyone from Wengeshi Mutu and Ebony Patterson, prior prospect artists, um, and, to Omar. and Omar. 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 <laughs> Omar, the artistic director of, of Untitled Art Fair in Miami Beach. Yes. He's been what a key, a he's been a key uh, partner in all of this for us. Um, so the opening days are four days, November 9th through November 12th, 2017. And then we're up and open and we're largely free and open to the public um, through February 25th, 2018. And how will people follow the progress of the biennial? Where will, the, where will they find more information? Well, we have our website, prospectneworleans.org. We also are active on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And we're actually looking right now for our hub. You know, we always try and have a visitor's hub, but we're going to do it a little differently next year, and, and that's still in the works. And the best way for you to find out where our visitors hub will be located is to stay in touch with us on social media. Okay. The only thing I would add is that um, it will be fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> New Orleans knows how to have fun, and it's an easy place to have fun. And so the, the it, it, there will be all these great programs, and the artists will be there who are extraordinarily fun to be around. But there will be a party, and New Orleans knows how to throw a party, and I have a little experience with that myself. So we'll have we'll have a good time. And I want to know you from you, Trevor. What what does this opportunity mean to you as a curator? It's fan, it's fantastic. It's it's um, it's ideal. Um, you know, I um, I was speaking with Dan Cameron before he organized the first one, and he called me up to tell me about it and uh, and I went to P1 and, and um, loved it and then I went to P3 and, and loved Franklin's and I've been I've been visiting New Orleans since the mid 90s because family friends live there 
and it's, it's a it's a place it's a city that I love first and foremost it's a it's a biennial now triennial that I've fallen in love with so it's a really unique opportunity it's not just like oh a, a biennial you know to curate a biennial is a great opportunity anywhere but this one speaks to me on a personal level so it was while it's very difficult logistically it's Franklin could tell you to, to balance your day job which is super demanding with doing this on top I wouldn't I wouldn't turn this down uh, wouldn't even consider it and you know I want to say Kathy that Trevor's been um, a curator that the board has been thinking about from the beginning I mean he's someone whose name has come up from the start and we've uh, so we're thrilled that the time has come that we're actually having a chance to work together yeah and and I mean I, I, I don't know how much people know this but Brooke has also been a colleague and a friend for many, many years, and we've grown close. I've, we've known each other since the mid-90s, so um, the opportunity to actually work with Brooke for the first time in a, in a real formal capacity has been fantastic, and that, you know, that just added the cherry on top of everything else. So, And to follow Franklin and Dan, I mean, it's just an honor, and it's, and it's fun to be in the city. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being Thanks, part Kathy. of the Fresh Art International show at Untitled Radio on Miami Beach. Well, we we appreciate your support. You have been such a great advocate for us, so we can't help but be here. We wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Thank you. Thank you so much. Stay tuned for more conversations on Fresh Art International.